greetings and welcome to Pop's Collection. And this is going to be a different kind of episode. Uh, we kicking around a couple different formats and things how we're working with and kind of just thinking about uh, some different things. But this particular episode, we're gonna just kind of have it keep it a little bit more casual, free form, and stream of consciousness kind of thing. We will um, kind of take it from there. So. My name's Ron Tweedy, and joining me today is Pops, my father. So, how you doing, Pops? I'm doing well, and how's everything with you? Good, good. Yeah, and I think that this particular one, we're, we're going to talk about something that's not necessarily related to, directly to your uh, collection, but it's very much adjacent to it for a mul- mul- in a multiple different uh, factors. The first one... Uh, so just to get it out there, we're going to talk about uh, Disney World in particular because uh, my family just got back from that place. And given the fact that we are both uh, Floridians, we do have, I think, some we have some experience with it. And then the other part of it is that Disney is a brand that owns at least three different uh, streams of pieces that touch your collection. So they own Marvel. They own Star Wars, and then they own Disney, right? So uh, Disney has a long line of uh, comics and uh, uh, you know, characters that have gotten multiple stories from there that became the uh, source material for even some of the cartoons that came out later. So I figured it'd be a fun thing for us to talk about. I think it'll be a blast. And uh, you do have Disney Plus, right? We do, yeah. yeah. Yes, I found that out. I heard today uh, one of the guys at church was saying that you he's streaming off of his daughters uh-huh. because I guess they gave you four plus people to do that, that you can stream with. You can set up different profiles and I think that you can, there, there's, you know, you can stream a couple of profiles at a time. It works out well because obviously since we have uh, kids that are not like super close in age, you know, Riv and Isaac can probably watch something while Piper would want to watch something completely different. So it works out pretty well for us. Well, that's great. So then you have them as your four people that you can add on, right? Is that how you did it? Or uh, yeah, yeah, everybody's got their own profile. Uh, I, I don't know. We might be able to add an, an, another one. I'm not sure, but if we can, well, we'll maybe we can add you and Mom. That'd be fun. Well, that might be fun. You never know. Uh, you know, that way, I guess when you come down to visit. You would have the opportunity to watch it here. Yeah, we could set you guys up, and then if you guys want to watch something, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just kicking it around. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to say anything about Hulu. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I'm thinking, wow. All right. Yep. Anyways. Yep. Uh, yeah. So you had a, uh, you went to Disney World, right? And this is the first time as a, as our family, Tracy and I, and the kids have been. So it was definitely an experience and uh, one I hopefully they'll, they won't forget. Well, it's not your first time at Disney World. No, no. In fact, you and I uh, and and mom and my brothers have been there uh, a couple of times throughout uh, our childhood. So yes, yes. Uh, your first time you were two years old. And uh, as I've told the story many times, I had you on my shoulders and <laughs> When we watched the parade and you saw Mickey Mouse, you started pulling my hair out of my head. You got so excited. <laughs> so that's kind of how I started getting bald. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, I have to say that uh, even your mom and I, we had our honeymoon at Disney World. Yeah. We stayed at the uh, Contemporary Golf Resort, which mm-hmm. was is down from the Contemporary. But we stayed there for a week, and I bet you cannot guess how much a week at Disney World staying on the grounds cost us. Hmm, that's a so that's nineteen eighty money, right? Nineteen eighty money. <laughs> um, I have no idea. Okay, well, the total bill uh-huh. for our stay there and um, us being able to go to multiple kingdoms the entire time we were there was just a little over six hundred dollars. Wow! For five days. That is, five days. That that's incredible. <laughs> 
Uh, um, nowhere near, I'm sure, what you spent for your, what, how long did you, three days you were there? Uh, we did, let's see, um, we stayed four nights and uh, okay. it, it was probably five times as much as that. Okay. <laughs> so All right. Gives you kind of well, an idea. And well, that, back that then, was without the uh, extra purchases that we made at the parks or the food that we ate and things like that. So that was just to stay at the place and get the tickets for the um, uh, the parks. Yes. Well, hey, you know, it's and I'm sure it was probably a little different, too, because back when we went to Epcot and took you there. Yep. Uh, there was a Michael Jackson uh, theater, 3D right. theater right. movie that probably wasn't there anymore. Right, yeah. There's a lot of things that uh, are not there that, you know, I remember as a kid. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely one of Captain EO was, was the uh, Michael Jackson thing. Right. How about uh, the Country Bear Jamboree? Was that still there? I didn't see it. I um, So when we uh, just got back from, we did three parks. So we went on... Uh, Saturday, we went to Epcot. Sunday, we went to Hollywood Studios. And then Monday, we went to Magic Kingdom. Okay. Well, I have to say, too, they didn't have Hollywood Studios when we went. It wasn't built or wasn't even there. Well, actually, when, when you guys uh, got married in 1980, only, it was only the Magic Kingdom, right? That's correct. Yes. And uh, the first time we took you, it was only Magic Kingdom. So maybe that's why it wasn't as expensive as it was for you could be i mean we they did have epcot when we took you when uh your brothers were probably four or five maybe yeah epcot came out uh i think in 1982 so i would have been there uh, it would have been there whether or not you guys actually you know we we went there would be um different but well if it got there in 82 then you weren't there Right, exactly. So, so I think so. If I remember the timeline correctly, Magic Kingdom opened in seventy one. Epcot was eighty two. Then uh, Hollywood Studios, which was then known as MGM Studios, was eighty nine, and then ninety eight was Animal Kingdom, which we didn't go to this time around. Yes, I heard that Animal Kingdom was really good. Somebody told me. Yeah, but uh, hey, there's always another time. Maybe when you have grandchildren, right? Yeah, I, we did talk about, you know, if we were going to go back, what would we do differently? And uh, but we'll get into that once we, we talk about some of the different things. But uh, yeah, we, we do want to visit Animal Kingdom one of these days. But um, yeah, we won't be going back for a while. Like like I just alluded to, it was uh, pretty pricey. So we want we saved up for it for a while and we want to make sure that we uh, are responsible in, uh, in doing that uh, there. But uh, right. Yeah. So. Well, that's like we had the conversation earlier about the ukulele, about me. I have make the commitment or I have to take care of my responsibilities first. That's a luxury. Right. So once I can get, you know, things down manageably, you know, being on Social Security, you right. only have your check. So, you know, luxuries are not that often. Although I do save a little for DVDs. Right. Especially very soon, uh, Superman Red Sun comes out. Okay. Which I am really looking forward to, hopefully. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Is that the, it's not like the alternate history one where he goes to the Soviet Union, he lands there instead of on, in, on the U.S.? Yes. Okay. That's exactly what it is. Cool. And I'm going to be interested in seeing how that all plays out. Yeah, I've read the comic and it well a graphic novel, but it was great. Right. So we'll see how that all works out. And just to prepare myself for it, I rewatched uh, the Justice League um, Flashpoint yesterday, mm -hmm. just to kind of get into that groove because we had a little conversation about that right uh, last week. Or the week before, I can't remember, but right. hey. Anyways, Flashpoint Paradox was the name of it. It's a very good animated. There is, however, uh, it is graphic. It's very graphic, mm. so. Right. Not for young children to watch, but right. uh, definitely older. Uh, teenagers, 
and adults. Right. Definitely. Gotcha. Good story, though. Okay, so. Yeah, so I, I think it'd be interesting because you mentioned that you and mom had your honeymoon there. So that was 1980. Were there times you visited the park before then, before 1980? Oh, yes, yes. I was there the year it opened up. I played uh, with my marching band. I played with my drum and bugle corps there. And I played with another band there. Actually, was in the underground facilities, uh, it was really, really cool. Wow. You you really can't tell that from up top, but, you know, as many times uh came through the floor of the Coke Pavilion once. I don't even know if that's still there. Yeah, I didn't see it. Well, it used to be the Coke uh, sponsored. They had uh, rock and roll bands or contemporary bands, uh-huh. and they had a show like every... 20 minutes or so or every 30 minutes wow and the band would come out of the floor oh that's cool yeah it was really cool you know and they you could get hamburgers there yeah you could get a hamburger fries and a coke for about a buck 50 you know (laughs) wow yeah yeah it was great eight dollars to get into the park so what what year was that uh that was 71 71, okay 72 uh, 73, I played there too. That was like the last time I was there in a performance slash having fun uh-huh. type of thing. Cool. After that, it was all just have fun. Right. So what kind of, uh, things were there? Like what kind of rides or attractions were, were there like right at the beginning? Do you remember? Well, for your $8, you got this book of tickets. There was a A through E ticket. Of course, the e-ticket was the most valuable. That was like to get on the um, like the roller coaster rides, mm-hmm. or okay, you, you know. But they had like these A tickets that okay, you go into the park and they had all those old-fashioned cars, you know, double-decker buses and huh. old-style taxis and things like that. A horse-drawn carriage. Hmm. And you could take your A ticket and use that so you can get to a different area in the park. So it was kind of cool. But nevertheless, you always wound up uh, spending your E tickets and then searching for things that, you know, would be economical to do for your C ticket or whatever, you know? Gotcha. But... It was kind of interesting because you just didn't go there and head for one certain thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you are going to say, okay, like say maybe a C ticket or a D ticket was the Polynesian house. Okay. You know, or the haunted house. Right. I don't even know if they had the haunted house there when you were there. You're talking about the haunted mansion? Yeah, the haunted mansion. Yes, yes. We went on that. It was closed okay. like – uh all morning, but then when it opened back up, we jumped into line as soon as we could get into it, and so we only had to wait like forty-five minutes to get in. It was it was good. The kids loved it. Yeah, did they still have the ghost at the end that sat in between you when you were leaving? No, they didn't. I didn't remember seeing that. Maybe they did. Uh, they the interesting thing that they liked was when you get into like the room before the ride. They have like the the ceiling looks like it's stretching up. Have you seen oh, that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So that that was cool. They love that part. That that was absolutely great. That and uh, so we would go. Our plan was we started like at the Polynesian house Mm -hmm. where they had all the birds sing. Your mother loved that ride, by the way. The Tiki Room? Is that your time out? Yeah, the Tiki Room. Yeah. (laughs) We saw that and I was like, I'm not going in there. Oh, you should have. (laughs) It was really cute. You know, they'd have all let's all sing like the birdies sing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then they had like a rain uh, for, storm, rainforest, and yeah. they made water come down. It was pretty cool. Well, I just remembered like us going to that when I think I was probably the last time we went before we went this time, which I think it was like maybe nine or 10, somewhere around there, early 90s. Yes. And, and I was thoroughly unimpressed with the Tiki Room. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was well, like, this time around, forget it. Well... See, I guess as you get older, you know, you learn to 
just soak in each individual thing for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. Uh, and that just comes with age. You it know? does. It does. And, and it's different. Uh, like, and that I was reflecting about that because I'm sure, because cause you probably have a similar experience. So you went there as an adult. You went there, you know, as a newlywed, and you went there as a father as well. And so I'm sure that all three of those uh, categories, the, the, the experience, even though you're, you are doing the, the similar thing or the same thing in, in some cases, you experience it a different way if you're with your children or when you're with, you know, your wife. Just or your wife. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I was also there as a teenager, too. Right, right. And a late teenager, right. but still. Uh, yeah, different. It was different every time. As a matter of fact, the Haunted Mansion wasn't even there, and neither was Pirates of the Caribbean when I first mm. uh, went there. Right. And uh, they did have a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Right. And uh, I don't know if that's still there either. It's not. But that, yeah, that was gone. That was next to the Dumbo ride. Yeah, we did go on Dumbo. And you thoroughly loved that when you were little. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we... we we waited uh, a longer time than I thought we would have to go on Dumbo as well. They, I don't know. That's the other thing is that the lines are uh, – they work a lot different than they did as I remember as a kid. So they have this thing called Fast Pass now where uh, you sign up and you can like reserve your place in, in line to go through like the Fast Pass entrance and it's like a lot less waiting time. And uh, you can only do like three of them for the entire day at the park. And then once you do your three, you can sign up for more if they're available. So uh, we did not have a fast pass for Dumbo. And uh, we ended up waiting in line a lot longer than I anticipated. And I was like, well, and then we, you know, go on it. And it's like not the most exciting thing. The kids, Piper loved it, but the, the boys were like, eh, this is okay. <laughs> did they have the teacups there? They did. And that, that was one that we also didn't have a fast pass for, but we went through that one. It took us five minutes to get on. And they loved it. Oh, yeah, because you turn, we used to turn that wheel and spin yeah. and spin. <laughs> and I can remember going with my friends and one of them getting sick on it, of course. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, like I said, it was next to the 20,000 Leagues. And there was also a merry-go-round there. We did go on the merry-go-round and, and uh, it was really funny because, you know, uh, at the time of recording this right now, actually, t Disney World and all its parks are closed due to the COVID-19 uh, issue. So we, we just were able to experience it just before everything closed down. And so but because, you know, we were aware of the situation, we were like super vigilant, like Tracy and I were like giving the kids hand sanitizer like every you know, 20, 30 minutes or so, having to make sure they're washing their hands before they're eating washing their hands thoroughly after we use the bathroom. You know, we're, we're being super vigilant about that stuff, right? We yes. Get, we get on the carousel, and, of course, Piper, she wants to get on a horse that has, you know, pink, you know. Of course. Uh, pink pink stuff on it, and so she she loves, she had a great time on it. I take, I pull her off the horse after the ride is over, and she kisses the horse. <laughs> so, you know, here we are trying to keep them as you know completely germ free as possible and she kisses one of the horses on the carousel so <laughs> well that's my granddaughter yeah yeah so it, but it was it was fine um you know we we, we all had a great time and we're all uh, you know feeling fine so we're, we're good there and so after that we went to the country bear jamboree Right. Which you said you didn't know if it was there or not. I didn't see it, and I, we didn't see it on the map or anything. So I'm thinking that that one is uh, not there anymore. And it, it's funny because, you know, sometimes they have rides that uh, they've made significant changes to. Sometimes they're closed down for renovations and they're going to bring them back. And sometimes they just, uh, you know, close one down and put a new thing in there. Right, because they also, there were sponsors uh, General Electric was a sponsor, and they did a show with animatronics yep. that had different ages, uh -huh. where they went through decades, different decades, and what turned was the 
seats the people in the audience it was like you were in an auditorium yeah they had that it's called the um the hall of progress the carousel of progress like yeah that. yes yeah. that's it carousel of progress right so we we didn't get a chance to get on that um we, but that was a freebie uh-huh and then there another freebie there was used to be this thing called pan am airlines uh-huh and they did one called if you had wings okay that was a ride that was you sat in a cart and you went very slow and it went to all different places uh over the world and they sang this song throughout the whole thing if you had wings and they played it on you know like when they were in the caribbean it was on steel drums Uh and when it was africa it was on congas and you know you know whatever the place or if it was in Mexico, it was like Mexican guitars and things yeah, like yeah. that, you know? Interesting. But it was cool. The very last part of the ride uh-huh. was this, like, big, long tunnel. Uh-huh. And what they did is it was almost like the pictures were of, like, land speeders or uh, it's water skiing or... Things that went real fast, mm-hmm. and all they did was tilt your chair back a little bit, yeah. your seat, and it looked as if you were like flying. You know, they blew air across your face or whatever, yeah. and it looked like you were really going fast. It was an optical illusion. It was great. Interesting. You know, you like look down on your feet, and you could see, wow, we're going about one mile an hour, but it <laughs> looks like we're going about a thousand. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, and how about a small world? Did they have that? They did, and we actually got a fast pass for that, so we had no wait uh, to get in there. It took us, you know, maybe like all of you know two minutes to walk through the uh, the fast pass line, and then just get seated down into one of the boats. And I have to say, um, I do remember it's a small world as a kid, and you know, going through it as an adult now, um, it's really weird. <laughs> uh, um i mean i i get uh, it's based on a concept you know i did i did a little bit of research just kind of like saying okay well this it's really strange so you have all of those little animatronic dolls i think there's over 300 of them or something like that something same yes and they all are supposed to represent different, different nationalities yeah exactly yes. so you go through different and the different parts of the uh ride you go through different rooms and they're giant set pieces and you kind of see them all moving around and singing the exact same song the entire time. Yes. Um, but the at the very end, it's very fascinating what happens because like if you go through it and you see all the different ones and then at the very end, the entire, the last place is all in all white. It's all in white and they're all dressed in white, but they're all, you know, they all still Their have their own nationalities. Yeah, so it's like it's almost like this weird uh utopian vision of, you know, what it should, you know, like the future or whatever. And I don't know, it was kind of creepy to me. Um I have to say, it, it was kind of like I don't know. I I don't know how I don't know how I feel that. It seems like uh there there's some sort of message behind it. I don't know. I had a hard well, time putting my putting my finger on it, but it seemed kind of like uh, there's, you know, th- this vision of getting everybody together, but also like making everybody conform to be the same. It's kind of weird. It was weird. Well, let's, uh, as a Christian, we could also take that to mean that someday we'll all be together in heaven. Right. Well, I mean, that, that's certainly straight out of the book of Revelation. Every tribe, tongue, nation, and people will be together praising the King of Kings. Right, right, it, but it's just we didn't know they were going to be singing. It's a small world. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what it is. I, I guess you know, you, and, and that's the thing about Walt Disney. He was kind of a strange bird when it comes to spirituality and things like that. It, it, you know, and you could definitely tell there was definitely a fascination with the occult, with the haunted mansion, and uh, yeah. Right. So, so it's it's interesting. Um, Yes, and when we first went there, the Haunted Mansion wasn't there. Right, right. You know, so, I mean, our... uh, And also, um, there's a ride with a runaway train. I think that's called... 
Oh my gosh. It was some mountain. Oh, Thunder Mountain you think about? Thunder Mountain, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, we went on that. And they also had a Sky Mountain or Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Yeah, we went on that too. Yep. Okay. And then you said there was a water ride. Yeah, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. So yeah, Splash Mountain is interesting had... because the, the I think that one launched in the early 90s, the late 80s, somewhere around there, right? Um, I, I remember it distinctly because there was a like half hour network TV special about that launch and it starred Jim Varney as Ernest P. Worrell going on Splash Mountain. So I remember that vividly as a kid. But I never Vern? Yeah, exactly. It's that guy. Yeah, totally. The picture you are seeing is coming to you from Splash Mountain at Critter Country in Disneyland where we're about to witness a momentous occasion in this place where so many historic moments have been celebrated. We are just minutes away from a feat some have compared with Alan Shepard's first ride into space or Neil Armstrong's walk on the moon. We're about to see daredevil consultant and world-renowned ride tester Ernest P. Worrell take the maiden voyage on Disneyland's newest attraction, Splash Mountain. In this special television report, we'll learn about the ride, the man, and the meaning of courage as Ernest goes to Splash Mountain. Ernest Goes to Splash Mountain is a special television report. And now, reporting from Splash Mountain News Central, is veteran news anchor Ralph Story. It, but I never got to go on it as a kid. And Are you sure? I, I'm I have no memory of it. I should say that. Right. Well, I know I have a memory of it. But. So it was, I think it's, I, I think it's probably the best ride in the Magic Kingdom. But the fascinating thing about it to me is that it's totally based off a movie that Disney doesn't want it to acknowledge the existence of, Song of the South. That's true. <laughs> so it's weird. Well, you know, things were different back in those days. Uh -huh. I think I've shared with you before uh, some of my old shadow movies. Yes, yes. There is one movie that at the end of the movie, uh, the guy that plays the character of the shadow mm -hmm. uh, disapproves of something that the heroine uh -huh. did. And the movie ends with him taking her over his knee oh, yeah. and spanking her. <laughs> and I'm like, that would never happen today. <laughs> Never. Yeah, I think there's a John Wayne movie where the same thing happens. Uh, yes, yes, there is with uh, Maureen O'Hara, as right. a matter of fact. Uh, but that would not even be a thought, yeah. you know, today. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because as we, you know, have been exploring Disney Plus and all the different videos they put on there, like if you go and look up Dumbo, which was released in 1940, and it does have some uh, nowadays would be considered problematic stereotypes, especially with the uh, crows, especially one named Jim Crow. Um, uh, anyway, yes. th there is a disclaimer uh, in the description saying that this is this movie is presented in its original form. It may have outdated cultural uh, depictions. Right. Correct. So, so I I don't see any reason why they couldn't just do the same thing with Song of the South. And I, I understand the problematic things about it. I get that. I totally respect it. However, uh, that's part of history, right? We shouldn't be, you know, pretending something doesn't exist when it was a part of history. And, and, and you know, truth be told, if you kind of read the story behind some of that stuff, uh, Walt Disney was doing his best to fight against the segregation part of it. I mean, I know that one of the actors, uh, when they did the premiere in, in Georgia, I think it was, uh, they didn't want him to be there because he was uh, black. And uh, Walt Disney was like, no way. You know, he, he if we don't do it, if he's not allowed, right? So That's right, yes. Um, you know, it, well, and like, like I said, I think it's just, we should know these things. We shouldn't just pretend they don't exist. I agree. And actually, it's kind of interesting that you should say that because... We are watching a show now. You know how your mom and I like to watch some type of a food show right, yeah. uh, during dinner. Uh -huh. Don't ask me why, but we do. <laughs> uh, and there's one on Netflix. It's called Ugly Delicious. Okay. Uh, it's uh, by a Korean chef. His name is David Chang. And he explores different types of food. 
like uh, there was uh, an episode that was just about pizza. Okay. And he would go to the different cultures and their different ideas of pizza because every culture has a pizza. Uh-huh. You know, and the same thing with uh, there was another episode about barbecue. Right. Yeah. And also one about fried chicken. Okay. And there was also one about uh, dumplings. Yeah. But the interesting part about every episode is that you get a look into the past and their cultures uh, for instance, you know, that a lot of people use the fried chicken as a negative thing to say about blacks. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, the same thing with the uh, Chinese. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to take, uh, they didn't want them to take the railroad jobs. They came over for railroad jobs, but they allowed them to do things like cooking because they thought that was a woman's job. So that was an okay thing for them to do. So they developed their different styles, but you learn, and I think you'd be interested, you and Tracy would enjoy that show, but it was very enlightening. Uh The different uh, stereotypes and the different struggles that each ethnic group had to suffer through Mm. uh, in the beginning. Right. But one of the things that we learned in church today Uh was that, you know, you can't let your past control you. Right. Right. That you need to move on. The past is the past. Right. Uh, In my eye, I see great strides have been made. Uh, again, women back in those days, a lot of that uh, stuff that was derogatory to women, they didn't even have the right to vote, uh-huh. you know, and yep. those things have changed. Um, I think that you can see more interracial marriages nowadays, and I don't feel that it's, you know, I think see people, you know, the utopian thing yeah. is... Not, you know, not only on Small World, but, you know, Star Trek was supposed to be that type of situation, you know? Right. You're absolutely right. Where everybody, not only aliens from other countries, but aliens from other planets. Yes. But everybody got together in the Federation. Exactly. Quote, unquote. Yeah, except for those those darn Klingons and Romulans. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, so... Romulans in the first series that looked like Vulcans. Yeah. You know. Uh, But anyways, those type of things, I see that uh, we're moving past that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be interested to see. uh, We just talked about the coronavirus or, as you say, COVID-19. Yes, that's the strain of the particular coronavirus that we're talking about. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you're a medical guy. What can I say? <laughs> um, I'm interested to see how that's going to be handled. It's a pandemic. Right. So that means worldwide. Yeah. W- will we join together to find a cure for this? Mm. How will that, I mean, will that work in a way where we actually all work together? How cool would that be? Yeah, yeah, you never know. Um, yeah, it's interesting. We'll we'll, we'll see. The it, and that's just I think one of the uh, uh, consequences, not for good or for bad. Uh, you know, the fact that we're a globalized uh, society now, where everybody can travel anywhere and things travel fast. So information does, which is a great blessing most of the time. And unfortunately, so does sickness as well. So I think that's the other part of it. So we'll see. You know, you never know. Right. And, you know, we can also say that, you know, that I believe that uh, people's uh, feelings for each other has also changed. Right. And I think that there's less and less stereotyping. Yeah. And uh, more acceptance and 
like I had said, marriages, it really doesn't matter who you are. Mm -hmm. It's how you feel about the person that seems that the relationships seem to grow. And, it, it, you know, it gets to the point where, hey, I don't care. I, I love you for who you are, just the way you are, right you now. Well, I think I think it's helpful, especially with the Christian worldview, for us to remember that really, at the end of the day, there's only two types of people: those who are in Adam and those who are in Christ, right? And so, uh, you know, it, that that identity that we find in Him really does span all kinds of different uh, other identities that we could also share that uh, th those are secondary compared to you know who we are in Christ and who who are our brothers and sisters in Christ you know you could be from the other end of the world you know you could you could you know I've heard heard stories by people who like will attend church in a total different nation totally different language and culture you go to church and you can still that the, the words might be a little bit different, but you know exactly what's going on. You know, you still have worship of, you know, the triune God. You still have, uh, you know, elements, the uh, communion, uh, baptism. You still have those things, and it, you could still follow along even though uh, you don't necessarily know, like, particularly what's going on. So I think that that, that is important for us to, to put out there as well. Right, and I also uh, want to say that as a Christian— yeah. And it is our duty, uh, you know, if being called a Christian means we want to be Christ-like. Correct. Well, that means that we need to show the love that Jesus showed. Yep. Uh, he showed that love to people that were considered scum of the earth. Right. You know, tax collectors. Yep. Prostitutes. Right. He showed them love. Yep. And he didn't condemn them. You know, he condemned the sin, but he didn't condemn them as an individual. And if we're going to be Christian, mm -hmm. uh, we have to be wise and we need to show love to our fellow man and let them know that if they are struggling with something, yeah. then, you know, the only way that... God's love can bring them out of it. He's the only one that can. Right. And the other part of it is also to warn them because the judgment is coming. You know, he will he will be coming to judge the sinners uh, eventually. Yes. You know, and so yes. that's the well, other part. We he, will all right. be judged. Exactly. And he, and he will be the judge and he'll be a just judge. So uh, we will, you know, we also need to plead with our, not, not yet um, have bowed the knee to Christ to encourage them to do that, plead with them to right. do that. And we also need to plead with our brothers yep. and sons sure. and daughters to make sure that we set a good example for them of how to love each other. Yep. You know, so, all right. I'm sorry. We got off on a little rabbit hole there. That's okay. But it's a good thing, right? Yeah. It was all because uh, it's a small world after all. I mean, come on. That's exactly right. Yep. Yes. Yes. So, so I, that was there, yeah, and you felt a little weird about it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was fine, so then where'd you go from there? uh, let's see, after small world, we did do Pirates of the Caribbean, so we did that, um you know the the, the boys were um they weren't too impressed with it i I, I do the the biggest memory for me as a kid was the gift shop afterwards because they had really cool souvenirs there you know like the, the pirate swords and the the, the cap oh, yes. guns you remember the cap oh, guns oh yes oh yes they didn't have a single toy gun in that entire gift shop now yeah i can believe that yeah i can so believe that. that that was unfortunate but that's okay i mean it's fine they, they had plenty of other things i'll tell you that so we did let the kids get uh souvenirs and they decided to get their souvenirs not at the magic kingdom but at uh hollywood studios Oh, yeah? So at Hollywood Studios, they now have an entire uh, wing of the park called Galaxy's Edge. And oh, it, really? It's all Star Wars. Wow. So we spent a lot of time there. They have an entire uh, model of, life-size model of the Millennium Falcon at the in oh. front of the ride called Smuggler's Run. And the Smuggler's Run is a ride where you take... Uh, control of the Millennium Falcon. And you're trying to do a um, a mission to get some cargo and whatnot, and for as as a smuggler. So 
you know, you have you get separated into groups of six, and so you have some pilots, you have some gunners, you have some engineers. They're all trying to we're trying to work together to get the the cargo uh, loaded up into our ship and and then out out into the uh, into the outer rim. So it was it was really really neat. It was the probably so the, how how'd that work out for you? Well, I have to tell you that I, I there are two pilots, right? And so um, I was one of the pilots, and Piper was the other pilot. Oh, okay. So Piper was in charge of moving the ship up and down. I was in charge of moving the ship left to right. And so suffice to say, we crashed uh, quite a number of times. <laughs> you went through the mission, though. Yeah, we made it through okay. We we survived. The ship uh, was still intact, barely, but we, we made it. Um, but anyway, uh, one of the coolest things that they had there is uh, – while we were uh, at the end of, end of the day, that we that park actually was open for extended hours that night, so we got were able to stay a little bit later. So uh, they had in uh, the area, the, the Galaxy's Edge, they had a, a gift shop where you could build your own custom lightsaber. No way! Yeah. That sounds cool. So Riv Riv decided to do that. So he he chose a, a purple blade. He got like a gold uh, ring on his hilt, and he you know customized it with different pieces, and so uh, that was really neat. Wow, that's that's really cool. Yeah, but the and the the part that is also really cool is that they also had a droid shop. So this droid shop was a place where you could go. And you could build your own customized R2 or BB droid unit. And it's this little uh, droid that's probably about, it goes up to probably about my shin. It's not, not super tall, but it's completely customizable. They had like, you know, you could probably come up with hundreds of different configurations for each of them. And so Isaac got an R2 unit and Piper got a BB unit. And so they you could completely customize it. And it's remote controlled, and so it does all these little, you know, things. And they talk to each other. It's it's really really cool. So uh, Piper, of course, made a, a little purple BB unit. So it uh, it's downstairs and they're they're racing it around. And Isaac made a blue, gray, black, and white R two unit. So they they just had a blast with that. That's awesome, man! Yeah. Wow, yeah, boy, things have really changed. No wonder it costs you more than it costs me. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it's funny because we, we were going there and like, I mean, Galaxy's Edge is created in such a way where it really gives you the illusion like you're stepping foot into like an outer rim world. You know, the the way that the stores and the restaurants are built, the architecture, the lighting, the doors, you know, even the way the way some of the the atmosphere just feels like it's an alien world. And so, you know, walking through the, the smugglers run line, you could see the life-size Millennium Falcon. You have uh, cast members, which is, that's what they call the employees of Disney world cast members who are dressed up like as Ray, Chewbacca, Finn. And so like they had them all there. It just, it, it really felt like you were on a world uh, of star Wars. It was, it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. I know this, you probably didn't go there, but is that the place where frozen would be at? No, frozen actually was at Epcot. Was it really? Yeah. So if you remember, uh, half of Epcot is like this, uh, going back to kind of Walt Disney's, you know, utopian vision thing. It's like a city of tomorrow. That that's like half of Epcot. Like, what what's the future going to be like with different things? And so, right. uh, we had some rides where, um, uh, one was called Test Track, where like you would we got to design our own particular car and see how it would perform and whatnot. And then and then when you get out, this one was sponsored by Chevrolet, so they had all the Chevrolet cars, like the 2020 models or 2019 models. Uh, and you can, the kids can like climb through them and sit in the driver's seat and things like that. So that was pretty cool. But the other half of Epcot is the, what they call the world showcase. So you remember like if you go on the other half of the, the park, you know, they have a little area that where you have Mexico or Italy or. Yes. Right. Yes. I so do. yes. In most of those places, you actually they have uh, either Disney princesses or other characters you can meet there. And so, like Mexico has Donald from uh, the Three Caballeros. You yes, have, um, yes. you know, if you go to the China Pavilion, you'll see Mulan. If you go to um, 
trying to think of who else is in Germany. You'll see Snow White. I think I think it's Snow White, Rapunzel, or Snow White, one of them. Because they're both they're both German princesses. Anyway, when you go to Norway, it's all frozen. So oh, wow. they have a ride called Frozen Ever After, and so we sat in line for that. And well, we got, of course, of course, we had to, yeah. And so we go through that. It, it's you know, it's like a boat ride, but uh, they do like some of the different scenes, and so like you kind of see some of the set pieces, very similar to a lot of the other rides they have there. But they have the way the animatronics are built. They actually the the faces are. Uh, like TV screens, but they're curved, so it looks like it's the person. Like it looks like they're animated characters, and like their the movement is really animated. So it looks like they're life size animated characters in the different scenes. So it's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, and that's then, crazy. Yeah, and then we we went and waited in line to to meet Anna and Elsa, of course. So we had to go do that. Of course. Now I noticed too. Uh, I saw a picture on Facebook, by yeah. the way. Yeah. With. Uh, a Lego signed and a frozen Anna. Uh, yes. And Piper was trying to do the same pose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where was that at? So uh, one of the other uh, things that Disney offers on its property is a place called Disney Springs. Uh, Disney Springs is basically an outdoor mall for that. That's all like Disney themed stuff. So, uh, we went there because uh, we drove there on Friday. You'll remember because that's where we uh, we drove from your place to to Orlando. Right. For yes. Uh, so we didn't have tickets for that day to go to any of the parks. So we decided we we're going to hang out at Disney Springs. We actually met up with uh, Christine, or my cousin, your uh, your niece, okay. and uh, her family. So um, once we got there, we just wanted to hang out. They, the kids just wanted to hang out at the Lego store there at Disney Springs. So that that's where those pictures are from. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. And it's really cool because they had like, you know, obviously you saw the one with uh, Elsa. But they right. had like these amazing like giant ones. They had the, the scene at uh, in Sleeping Beauty where Maleficent turns to the dragon and Prince Philip is fighting her. Like they had like it was a giant picture of that dragon and, and the prince and whatnot. It was really cool. They had a bunch of other ones too. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, you know, they do have Legoland there too in Orlando. They do. Yeah, we didn't get to see that, but uh, this was uh, a they, lot of money. It's like a hundred bucks a day. Yeah, per person. Yeah, per person. Yeah. So we we uh, that's definitely wasn't a uh, on the on the schedule for us this time around. But but the kids were just as happy at the Lego store. <laughs> so it was well, cool. there you go. It was cool. That's that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so. We've covered Star Wars. Yep. And we covered Disney. Yep. So was there any Marvel thing there? So it, it's funny you say that. Um, it So one of the interesting artifacts of history when it comes to Marvel and its uh, uh, business uh, decisions that they made is the uh rights for theme park uh so a lot of the characters have been uh, under contract with universal um with, oh yes that's true yeah so if you go to the islands of adventure theme park that's uh, owned by universal studios um there are rides you can have with spider-man the hulk dr doom and many others as well and so because of that uh, there was only one Marvel-related thing that I saw in the entire time we were there. And in some of the gift shops, there were some sunglasses that were Avengers-themed. And that was it. <laughs> wow. Now, having said that, uh, there were some other Marvel-related stuff. So when we, we stayed on an on-site hotel, we stayed at the Caribbean Beach Resort, which is connected to Epcot. Uh, one of the things that they offer is a gondola system that goes from the resorts to both Epcot and um, Hollywood Studios. They call it the Skyliner. And uh, some of these gondolas were actually decorated with different, you know, Disney characters and whatnot. And one of the decorations was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And so it turns out that there is going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Uh, They haven't announced when it's going to be completed yet, but um, that's going to be the first Marvel thing at a Disney park is a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's awesome. That's a nice thing to know. Yeah. And then the other thing that's coming next year, they've already said, is it, it was right outside of Space Mountain. They're going to have a 
Tron light cycle ride coming next year. Oh, wow. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to make another Tron movie. So my, th- I'm thinking that something's going to be coming exclusively to Disney+. Plus. Uh, that, that is one thing that I was, uh, happy to see. So, uh, Tron is a movie that came out first. The first one came out in 1983. They get, gave it a sequel back in the mid two thousands and they had a short lived cartoon series also around that time as well. And that's pretty much all they've done with the Tron, uh, brand since then. And so now they, they finally announced that they're going to be doing a ride based on Tron, uh, and we actually do have some pictures of that, the boys uh, sitting down. They have, actually have some of the light cycles you're going to be using on the ride that you can, uh, you know, uh, try out. Very nice. Yeah, it's really neat because, like, you you know, it's it's the same kind of light cycles where, like, you're laying down on almost, like, kind of. Uh, yes. Yeah. And then when you put the, the handles down, the, the top of the cycle goes over you, just like in the, the movie. It's really, really cool. Wow. Yeah. That is pretty neat. Yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of the, when the first movie came out, it was really ahead of its time. Right. You know, the the things that they came up with as far as the games, because you got to remember that was kind of the early stages of games that weren't called pinball. Right. Or just shooting games and, you know, because they used to have like target games that you could they had a rifle that was attached to a cable and you just pull the trigger and you'd hit a target. And uh, other than that, they had pinball and they had pool mm-hmm. uh, and air hockey. Right. Uh, you know, those are the kind of things that you had at the uh, arcade. And then all of a sudden it became a video arcade. And they started coming up with Ninja Turtles and... You know, once they were able to do more uh, with the computer part of it, it became a whole different thing. But I do remember games like Tron where you just did, you know, left, right, turn, left, right, Right, backward, forward, crash. Right. You're done, you know. But, yeah, so, wow, that's great. So we had Marvel. So you had a little bit of Marvel, but you did have... Disney and Star Wars, definitely. Yeah, a lot of Star Wars stuff. And they had, I remember as a kid back when, you know, uh, MGM Studios was fairly new, they had a ride called Star Tours, which was kind of like a 3D movie. And, you know, you had this basically like interactive, it would move you around. And so you felt like you were, it created the illusion of that you were on a ship. But, and so they actually had a version of that as well. So we went on, on that and that was fun. Um, and then the other thing that they own is the Muppets license now. So they also had a interactive 3D movie with the Muppets as well. So that was that was kind of fun. Awesome. Yes. Oh, I imagine that if it wasn't a matter of money that you got to probably spend another week there. Oh, sure. Yeah, there was so much stuff that we didn't get to that I wanted to get to that it's just, yeah, it was, yeah, ton of stuff. Well, back in the early times, that was the reason for so many trips. Right. You know, I can honestly tell you when I was a teenager, uh-huh. we we did not do the teacups. We right. did not do Dumbo's Ride. We didn't get on the merry-go-round. Yeah. Uh, you know, because those things really for a teenager, not that big a deal. Right. Yeah. Not unless you were trying to impress a girl and she wanted to go on one of them. Right, right. You know, that would be the only reason that you'd want to do that as a teenage guy. Oh, yeah. uh, Very interesting that, you know, a lot of the things that aren't there. But tried and true, Uh merry-go-round, Yep. a um, Dumbo ride, which, like, would be considered an airplane ride. Right. If you were at a carnival. And the teacups, pretty much the same as what they would call a -a tilt-a-whirl. Uh-huh. They had rides like that at, yeah. at a carnival. Right. It, it's funny because a lot of the other rides that are there are just variations of those concepts. So, like, you have there's a, there's a, in, in Hollywood Studios, there's also a Toy Story Land right next to Galaxy's Edge. And there is a ride where you're on, uh, what was it? It was like, 
I think it was the the alien spaceship theme thing. You know, the aliens that were in the the claw machine. Mm-hmm. They have a ride. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's basically uh, very similar to the teacups. They just they go around in a circle and they they cross over and things like that. It's a little it's a little different, but not not totally different. Um, they had a slinky dog uh, roller coaster that was very similar to you know, uh, it's like a kiddie version of Thunder Mountain. And they have uh, in Magic Kingdom, they also have uh, Aladdin's Magic Carpets, which is basically Dumbo, but with magic carpets right. instead of <laughs> instead of uh, elephants. Okay, so let me just ask you a question. So, uh, if you were in Toy Story Land, you could get equally as sick as if you were on the Mad Hatter teacups. Uh, actually, I don't think you could. Uh, they didn't really have the option for you to spin around like in your own oh, thing. Okay, it, it just it, the way the so there. Think of it like three circles that are like touching each other. Uh, kind I got gotcha. like a Venn diagram, and so like you you like you kind of like go back and forth to the right and to the left, but like you really don't have a whole lot of control over it. But it does swing you around quite a bit. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it, the inertia of the gravity of you going in a certain direction. Exactly. Spun you in that direction. Exactly. But it's just it spun the, the whole cup. You didn't. It didn't circle right. itself. Exactly. Yeah. You okay. Got so you couldn't get as sick, much sick as the tea teacups. Much better ride then. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say so. Um, okay. Good. And, and the way it was a lot less too, which was which was good. The it's interesting the way that they had that particular part of the park designed because – and Riv in particular was really fascinated by it. Like the way everything was uh, built, it made you feel like you were in Andy's backyard with all the different toys and stuff. Like they had – like the benches looked like they were made out of popsicle sticks and the the gates looked like they were made out of connects. And the bathrooms looked like they were made out of Lego. I mean it was just – it was crazy. Like it, it just felt like you were – shrunken down and so it was it was pretty neat so it was well thought out then oh yeah i mean i think everything there is well thought out i mean they're 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 really they really pay attention and like like you said about the underground thing it's like you don't notice it but as you're walking down main street you're you're kind of just slightly walking up at an incline yes you just don't notice it unless you're actually paying attention which is really right which usually, uh, when you first get there, your first impressions, you're not really looking at that because there's so much yeah. to see and do. Right. And until you sit back and reflect, um, you know, back in the day, uh, there weren't as many rides and there was only Disney World. Right. So, but there was a costume mm-hmm. or uniform. Uh, for everybody that worked there, right? For every ride, yes, yeah, they still have that. If you were, in other words, if you were uh, work, now what I'm saying is that each person, mm-hmm. down to the shoes, yeah, they had your shoe size, and like, say you're going to work uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea, yeah, and then the next week you're working Space Mountain. Uh-huh. You have a totally different uniform, but right. they have the uniform in your size. Yes. Everything. Yeah. So, and they also, I meant to tell you, they had a huge commissary uh, underground also uh-huh. where they kept everybody fed. So Disney took really good care of you, mm-hmm. you know, to be an employee for them. It was really cool. Yeah. All right. So we've discussed everything about your trip. And uh, we did cover all our different uh, groups, or three of the groups. Yeah. Maybe, so do you have some ideas that you want to share about how you want to progress with the show a little differently? Uh, Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think we talked about this a little bit. I think what we want to do is uh, we're, we're the, the beat by beat going through the films, I think is... Uh, something we're going to take a little bit of a break from. So I'm thinking about that. Like, so what we'll do is maybe we'll watch something and just have you know a couple things to say about it, our opinions of it, and uh, whether we can you know we'll get we'll still give it a score. Recommend if uh, you should watch it or if uh, you don't need to. Well, I'm just I'm just wondering if what well, as we're doing that, I know we don't have to. Are we uh, as we say blow by blow description? 
Right. We could do highlights. Yeah, of course. And I'm thinking that we should really try to see uh, what type of message that we can take out of it. Like like yeah. we always have at the end the worldly views. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that would be really cool. Yep. And um, once you show me, uh, let all our fans know that uh, I am on Facebook now, hard to believe. but Right. Uh, so Pops is expanding. I'm trying to do things. Uh, if we choose to do a uh, series, uh-huh. a television series of some type, that maybe we could, if we do decide to do an episode, that I could do a written review of episodes so that we're not taking, you know, 13 weeks to do season one of a show or... Right. Or for that matter, if we did an Arrowverse thing, some of those uh, seasons are 23 episodes long. Yes. You know, so we wouldn't want to go there. Right. But if, you know, you could somehow walk me through learning how to post on there. Yep. Then uh, I could post the episodes that we're not doing and we could plan on doing a certain other thing or what have you. Like, for instance, I told you earlier that I just got finished watching uh, Titans Season 2. Uh-huh. And I think that you would thoroughly like it, but I could, you know, share that with others uh, on our website. You right, know? right. Which I'm learning how to do that, but I'm still learning how to uh, friend somebody, so... Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I'm having a little uh, trouble with that. So once I get that figured out, you know, somebody, I get an email and it says uh, somebody messaged me. Yep. I'm still trying to figure all that stuff out. So. Okay. But once we get that stuff done, then that would be, uh, I think, the way to go. You yeah, know? definitely. And, and we'll attempt to uh, make you laugh, give you some insight. I think we should definitely keep, uh, uh, if we can do the history of whatever we're reviewing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, like, I know we went with Avengers, but we, and we did Age of Ultron, and we did the history of that. So if we could do things like that, uh, oh, yeah. I think that would be great, too. Totally. Yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. Have you thought of anything for next week or shall we just surprise people and we'll talk about it off air? Yeah, let's watch. Uh, we would encourage our listeners to uh, watch our Facebook uh, page and we'll, we'll announce it there. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds great. Okay. Uh, any closing thoughts or anything else you want to share that we didn't talk about yet? Uh there's probably a lot more I probably could talk about, but I know I think for we're we're at a good uh, we we've talked enough I think for about this to you know a lot a lot of people probably aren't like too excited about our personal experiences, but um, I do think that it, it's definitely an experience to have to 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 go to the parks, especially like I said as a parent, it's definitely a different game. I um, totally different from experience in it as a child. Yeah. And I will say this uh, to some of our listeners out there. Before I retired, I did a job for an insurance company. The lady told me that she, uh, there, Disney does have plans that you can uh, pay uh, during the year. You can make installment payments so that it's not such a burden right. on you. But for this lady... Uh, she was taking 12 people, so I could Whoa. understand why she would have to do installments. But, you know, I think even though you said you were about six times, yeah, I think if you broke that down, uh, you know, out of 12 months, yeah, it would be kind of manageable. And yeah. depending upon how many in your family that, that you could make it happen. Yeah. I would strongly suggest it to anybody that's listening to us. Yeah. It is an experience, as my grandson Isaac would say, life changing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. All I right. meant to ask him that too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you we can. I'll, we'll, I'll, I'll let, him, let you talk to him uh, as we get wrapped up here. So, okay. It sounds good. 
Cool. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We'll say, see you next time. And like I said, like us on Facebook and check out our page and we will keep you updated there. Goodbye and God bless. Goodbye and God bless.